Welcome to Let's Talk. You're here with Dr. Batts. I am in the office with Ann Gingrich, the executive director of PANEL, the Pennsylvania Association of Nonprofit Organizations. And I'm so excited to be here with you. I am so excited to be here with you, Dr. Batts. Uh, listen, thank you so thank, much. Thank you for coming down to the studio. Listeners, you're in for a treat today. And tell us about PANEL. Let's start there. Thank you, Dr. Betts. Uh, PANO is the Pennsylvania Association of Nonprofit Organizations, and we are the state association for all types of nonprofits. So regardless of whether you work in the arts or with animal shelters or in medical, with medical facilities, we are here to pay attention to broad nonprofit issues that matter to you. We are currently, uh, we currently have 1,000 nonprofit members okay. and employ collectively 27,000 people. 27,000 people. So when you join PANO, you join a fairly big network that's of nonprofit right. professionals. Wow, that's huge. And, and, and what brought you to PANO? I have had a long, well, my background is I'm a social worker. So I graduated. Shout out to social workers. I'm a, Shout I'm out a to social, social workers. Worker awesome. Yes. So, I heard Harriet Tubman was the first social worker. I don't know. Yeah, of course she was. That's right. <laughs> she was the, 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 the forerunner of all of us. Um, I've had a passion for helping people. I, okay. Because in large part, I grew up in a pastor's family. Okay. Really caring about the needs of individuals and communities, but did not realize how much I cared about changing systems. Mm-hmm. and how organizations and communities are run until I graduated with my master's in social work and got into macro-level practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about system change, I don't know that our, the average listener knows what you mean by that. Um, social work, we're thinking about, you know, working with children and families, doing therapy, foster care, right? Like, but you're Absolutely. To, you, when you say systems work and macro work, say a little more about that. Absolutely. So as a fellow social worker, you know that we talk about working with people in their environments. That's right. And so the work that I got interested in and fascinated with is um, thinking about how to change elements of the environments within which people live and work. Mm. So systems can include a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are organiza- at the organizational level, so changing how programs are run, uh, how governance is done, how policies are written. Okay. Those are all elements of systems change that I've focused on. Okay. And then at a higher level, doing a lot of advocacy and lobbying mm-hmm. with state and federal government also involves systems change. Okay. And, and your training as a social worker prepared you for all of that? I really feel like it did, especially with the nice. focus on the environment and how that can impact the lives of individuals. Wow. And then, so you're at PANEL. What, what does PANEL do day to day? I mean, what does is, what is a typical day in Anne's life look like? PANEL's work every day is different, which is mm-hmm. what makes it exciting and fun. Um, so you don't want the boring nine to five in the same office every day kind of work? No. Although, <laughs> although You don't strike me. <laughs> no. I like to be out and about and meeting interesting people like That's yourself, right. Dr. Bat. Thank so you. elements of PANEL's work that I love that I think we help to change organizations' lives and the people who work for them mm-hmm. every day include... Um, we have the nonprofit help desk. Okay. It's not a well-known service, so I like to talk about it first okay. and foremost. Um, if you go to our website at pano.org, you can click on the help ask pano link, and you will get to the nonprofit help desk. So what that is is nonprofits can call and or go to askpano.org and write in any question related to legal, HR, fundraising questions that they might have. And we have a cadre of legal, HR, and 
financial experts, okay. not on Pano staff, but they're on standby, and they help us answer those questions usually within 48 hours. Is this free of charge? It's free of charge until you get to about 30 minutes of help, and then we have to start talking about nice, these. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Is, this, is this only for member organizations? It's for any organization that wants to... to so any nonprofit in the state of Pennsylvania can go on this website Absolutely. and say, I'm having this challenge and get legal help, get financial. That's amazing. As long as it's a kind of a turn one a one-off question. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yep. And, and and I do have to say I'm a panel a new panel board member. Yes. So I'm learning that and I'm excited to be on the board. I mean yes. the work that panel is doing is phenomenal. I uh recently have not been accepting new board invitations, but I accepted this one because it impacts the entire state and so many lives are impacted by the work that you all do. We're really honored that to have you. That we do, right? Yes, that we do together. Yes, That's thank right. you for correcting yourself That's on that. That's right, the work that we do. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about some of the organizations, I mean, that, that just come to mind and the work that, like, let's get granular, mm-hmm. the, the day-to-day work of the, the organizations and people that you support that serve our communities. I'm going to start with a big number because that's who I am. So in okay. Pennsylvania, and maybe I should ask you the question, do you know how many nonprofits there are in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? And this is not a trick question. As a, a new board question. member, as a new this board is, member, a this is not, not a trick I feel like I'm question. in school or something. I'm, well, you said we have 1,000, I think you just said, mm-hmm. right? So in Pennsylvania, we have a long way to grow because in Pennsylvania, we have nearly 50,000 501c3s. Wow. And collectively, we employ... 15% of Pennsylvania's workforce, or over 800,000 people. 15% of Pennsylvania's workforce. More than manufacturing, So, So example. why is it that people... So I, I always hear about manufacturing, right? And mm-hmm. manufacturing leaving the U.S. No one talks about nonprofits as a major employer. No, they do not. It, it is one of the main points that we make with our elected officials when we meet with them, that we are... Not, not only do we provide services for those most vulnerable in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but we are one of the larger employers, if we could come together collectively mm-hmm. and make that point. So uh, one of the things that has driven my work at Pano is the potential that we have as a sector to change the face of Pennsylvania. Wow. If we can link our arms together, our, all 800,000 of us, wow. and talk about the changes that are needed. 800,000 strong. 800,000 strong. And we're talking about 800,000 people that care about the well-being of the people that are in pain in their communities. And those are only the employees. That doesn't count the board members and the the volunteers volunteers that are heavily involved in the work of, of doing good around the Commonwealth. So that's the big picture of nonprofits. Of those, and this is really important, this number is really important, Um, of those, 88% have budgets of under 500,000. Okay, so the majority So are, the majority are real small, neighborhood-based organizations that are doing the real and actual work in communities. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Lived experience. Absolutely. Probably and, have, have utilized the services that they're providing now, I mean, yes. oftentimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So 88% have budgets of under 500000 92% have budgets of under a million. So we're like a lot of little okay, small businesses, right? So mm-hmm. when you talk about large nonprofits, they really make up only 8%. But that's what we uh, talk about. That's what we talk about. Yeah. Because that's yeah. who gets the recognition and the attention. That's right. And so one of the passions that I have is to figure out how do we provide services and elevate and amplify the voice value and impact of all the little organizations that are doing the real work on, on the ground in Pennsylvania communities. That's beautiful. We have a, a, a local grassroots collaborative that we've put together that we actually want to connect you with. Because we're talking about, like, how do we build capacity for those grassroots organizations that you're talking about? Those small organizations yep. may not even have an executive director, right? Mm-hmm. may have a volunteer director, but are feeding people every weekend. Yeah. 
So Pano is here to help build the capacity. We mm-hmm. we can answer those one-off questions that organizations might have. And they're like, oh, I can't move forward unless I have this question answered That's in right. our bylaws. Or mm-hmm. or they might be looking for a turnkey policy uh, for, say, internal financial controls or personnel handbook. You, you, listen, you we know have this all stuff. of that. That's what yes. they're asking. They, they yes. always <laughs> want to see your equity statement of yes. internal controls. Yes. Yeah. yes, we have all of that. And mm-hmm. those are accessible to anyone. Okay. Uh, panel members get them for free. So if you need an internal financial control policy, we have it. It is I would think $25 for those who aren't members. So we try to keep. So it's even reasonable. It's re- it's we really try to keep things reasonable and affordable for all organizations. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so tell us about a little bit more about the organizations. Uh, so we talked about the small grassroots ones. Are we are we talking about organizations, anything from rescuing horses to golf tournaments and running like. Like run clubs, it goes the entire gamut. It it, it runs the entire gamut, okay. and we have and we so have, no sectors are larger than others. It's not like healthcare or social services. No, I mean here's the kind of weird thing in some ways. I I think our largest group at this moment are libraries, and it's only because <laughs> we had a board member like you who okay. was from a library association and has been really helpful in connecting us to libraries. Okay. Uh, so that but that's only a fluke. It's not because libraries right. make up the majority of nonprofits wow. in, in Pennsylvania. So we have libraries, we have people from the arts community, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. uh, people, a lot of food banks, a lot of networks that okay, distribute that. foods, yeah, right? So we have like Feeding Pennsylvania. Feeding Pennsylvania is mm-hmm. one of our members. Mm-hmm. There, a lot of their members are shout our members. Shout out to Feeding Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah. Feeding Pennsylvania and also Hunger Free Pennsylvania. Yeah, shout out to Hunger Free yep. Pennsylvania also. Yep, yep. Shout All out to that. anyone that, that works in a food justice area, in a land justice area, man. We, we always say that uh, food is a basic human right. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you're working with people that are every day working to help feed people. Um, so for the average listener, how do they get in touch with panel, learn a little bit more? What's the call to action? What does the average listener need to do if, they, if they're not running a nonprofit, right? Well, first step is to go to our website at www.pano.org, P-A-N-O, and uh, you can see the various services that we provide. As I mentioned before, if you want to jump in by asking Pano a question, you you can go to askpano.org. The other thing that we offer is training on all things nonprofit management. So every, and I get really passionate about this because our training is applied training. Like you're not going to come and get heady stuff with this us. It's not can, theoretical. It's not theoretical. Yeah. I mean, we'd like that too. This is how to create a budget. How do you create a budget? How to run budget. a board meeting. Yes, yes. Yeah. A ton of governance uh, support okay. with our training. Uh, we, we do anywhere from 60 to 80 webinars and workshops every year. We have, is this for members only? It's for anyone who wants to come. Uh, members pay less. Okay, so that's okay. why people join, organizations join, so that they can access our training at more than a 50, 50% discount okay. for most of it. So, But anyone can come and participate you in any training. You keep saying that. You keep saying anyone can come. So yep. so this stuff is open to the public. Is it open to the public? Panel's like one of the best kept secrets in Pennsylvania. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, the I will also say this. If an organiz- We have organizational membership. So if a nonprofit joins as an organization, all of the um, benefits of Pano are available to every staff member, every board member, and every volunteer mm-hmm. affiliated with that organization. So, so, so for one annual fee, the whole team gets access to the resources so that are available. So I have to admit, I am I'm a member of panel and a board member of panel, and I've heard you say that multiple times and have not taken advantage of that. Yeah. So thank you for saying it again. So today yes. we are going to take start to take advantage of that. Yeah, that's yeah. really great. 
Um, and I just want to pitch one thing because mm-hmm. in about a month, we have our annual conference coming up in Altoona mm-hmm. at the Blair County Convention Center. And the theme of our conference this year is landing the plane without wrecking it, uh, which I find humor in that. But it's also very uh, real about where we all are coming out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. trying to figure out do these new things that we learned during a pretty significant time of change, can we continue to make the landing stick for the organizations that we that we are running. So it's coming up September 19th and 20th. Again, available and open to anyone, people who are panel members, organizations that are panel members, come at a Get 50, a deep, 50, deep 50, discount. Dis, deep discount, yes. yes. So, so when you talk about these trainings and even the title, <laughs> Landing the Plane Without Wrecking It, I think about not only COVID, but we've gone through this uh, racial reckoning Absolutely. in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about executive, uh, excuse me, equity, diversity, mm-hmm. and inclusion. I mean, uh, I do a lot of consulting in that space, and I'm more and more finding for-profit organizations calling on me. Do for-profits have access to that training? And and, and what does uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion fit in the panel world? Yeah, thank you for that. I, I will start answering that question by saying... Pano realized, I'm going to say five or six years ago, after the March on Charlottesville, how much work we had to do in the racial justice space. Mm-hmm. And so we've done a lot of our own work first, recognizing that we, we don't have all the answers and we're not going to be the, the experts science, yeah. in, this, in this space. So, mm-hmm. so we have done our own work. As we were coming out after the murder of George Floyd in 2020, mm-hmm. our members started to call us, not, not for profits yet, but our members were starting to call us to say, what does white supremacy mean? And what is institutional racism? And how do we apply that? Please help us. So there's some states you can't even say that word. Oh, those, I know those words. Oh, right? I know. Right. Like it's it's hard. Yeah, and um, yeah. one of the places that Pano is at, uh, one of the programs that Pano has, I should say, is our standards for excellence program. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is all of those policies, organizational policies that have governed nonprofit management for 30 plus years mm-hmm. uh, saying that this is the best practice for nonprofit management. Mm-hmm. Where does institutional racism sit? Some of it sits in organizational policy. So I realized that we should be the first at Pano to ask questions about our own policies that we're recommending as quote best practices. So over the last 18 months, we've been running cohorts made up of a diverse group of people, racially diverse specifically, we call that out talking about what have organizational policies look like for you on the ground. Do they work? Do they not work? Uh, Are they best practices? And for whom are they best practices? Mm. And the information that is coming out, we are now in the middle right now of um, thematically analyzing it. And Mm -hmm. it is fascinating. We talk a lot about power over versus power with and how do we build that into organizational policies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... um, I am really excited about what's going to come next. And and what I'm hearing you say is we started at home. We started at home. Yeah. So so then some of the members reached out. Have the for profits corporations reached out, or are you not seeing much of that? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. And I suspect that we will see more of that as we produce the results of the work that we're doing now in organizational policies. But I don't okay. know. It's a journey. We're we're on this journey together, and it's developing as we move forward. That's right. That's yep. right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk. I'm Dr. Batts. We're here with Ann Gingrich from Pennsylvania Association of Nonprofit Organizations. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about that journey. All right. We're going to talk about where we're at, where we're going, uh, and what have some of those milestones been along the way. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. 
Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100, extension 4, or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to Let's Talk. You're here with Dr. Batts. In the uh, studio, we have Ann Gingrich, the Executive Director of PANEL, the Pennsylvania Associations of Nonprofit Organizations. And this has been a beautiful conversation. Again, always great to meet with you. Great to have you here in the office. I want the listeners to learn a little bit more about you. So you talked about your educational journey, but who is Ann? Who is Anne? Um, I mentioned earlier that I grew up as a pastor's child. So mm-hmm. what I don't think I mentioned is I grew up in northern Minnesota. Okay. Um, north of Minneapolis-St. Paul by about four hours. Something about 10,000 lakes or something. Yeah, the land of 10,000 lakes. The land lakes. of 10,000 lakes. land of 10,000 lakes. I just learned that earlier. <laughs> Actually, over 11,000, but who's counting? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you swim? I do swim okay. in lakes. I prefer lakes. Do you? Which, yeah, which is over pools strange. and oceans and rivers. And over the ocean, not over, over a pool. Don't let my wife hear that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She 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 swears by oceans. But by oceans. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. go ahead. Tell us. Fair tell enough, us about fair enough. growing up in Minnesota. It was cold. It was very cold. So mm-hmm. you know, winters January was typically forty five degrees below zero every day. It was not great. So as a very good pastor's daughter, I went to Bible school okay. in Ohio. So that's when I actually left. I was maybe twenty when I left Minnesota, um, and really didn't want to go back to the cold north. So my so you know it's cold when cold is all you know. When cold is all you know, I mean, it's, it's that cold. It's really cold. Yeah, it was. Degrees. It was really cold. I mean, it's probably warmed up a little bit since, but hmm. I know that Minnesota still gets a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, forty-five below zero is not pleasant. I went to Bible school, and my roommate was from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So, okay. it's how I ultimately landed in Pennsylvania. And once I got so, so was the plan to be a pastor when you said you went to Bible school. All of my father's children went to Bible school just to get good Bible education. Okay. So I okay. have uh, a certificate in Christian ministries, I think is the type okay. of the certificate. Once I got to Lancaster and I got my Pennsylvania residency, I went to Millersville University. Mm-hmm. And I say all that because after I graduated with my undergraduate degree in social work, uh, my first job was at the American Red Cross Mm. And that and the group of people that I got to know at that moment as I entered my professional career are still my uh, many of them are still friends mm-hmm. and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And they really helped me establish my roots in the Lancaster County community and the nonprofit world and the nonprofit that, that's, world. That's like imprinting, they call it. Yes, think, it huh? is imprinting. <laughs> exactly what happened. Yeah. 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 So that group of individuals became my community at that time. Mm-hmm. And I really uh, learned to enjoy work within the nonprofit sector. Okay. I worked in, and I want to add this, I, I worked in emergency services. So okay. we responded primarily to single family fires and made sure that people had food, shelter, clothing. So the, the meeting the basic needs. My, my, my family was in a fire and the Red Cross shows up on the scene. Yes. Gift cards, yes. making sure you have hotels, things like that. Yes. Yeah, it was very helpful. I worked there before the days of gift cards, but yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It's an envelope full of cash. Yeah, pretty like much. That. Here's some cash, go get a hotel. But, but I do think it's yeah. important to share that because a, a lot of people don't you don't understand the services until you need them. Absolutely. Right. Yep. When you think about places like the Red Cross, when you think about just disaster relief. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to to ignore it or just be 
blinded by, by what's needed and how the services are provided. So shout out to the Red Cross. Yeah, shout out to the Red Cross. I was there through September 11th. So we did a lot of training of volunteers to go to New York City. And, I remember that. And, yeah. and write the crash of Flight 93 in Somerset. And I burned out. I was carrying three pagers, and I realized it was time to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So from the Red Cross, I went to United Way of Lancaster. And you, you burned out, so you went to United I Way. I know. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that I love the fact that you laughed about that. You understand that, yes. Because United Way is a, is a beast. Is a lot of work it's to be done. It's a lot of there. work to yeah. be done, yeah. And, and we're talking about burnout is real in this sector. Burnout is so real. Self-care is needed. Secondary vicarious trauma, just because you weren't a part of 9-11, you're talking to people about it all day All the long. time, yes. Yeah. And and my master's thesis was on vicarious trauma, actually, now that you mention that. so and I, di- and I did the research with the volunteers of the Red Cross mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. moment. So it's, a, it's interesting that you so, brought so, that so up. So give us the 45-second overview of, of vicarious trauma you named it already it is when people like red cross workers and other people that want to help people that's right and social like social workers Mm -hmm. but beyond that are working with people who have been traumatized in some way you pick that up and you get really it's hard to keep going um i did go to new york city myself to help respond on the red cross mental health team to people in the New York mm-hmm. City area and just listening to the phone calls coming in three months later was really hard. Yeah, it's horrific. I it's just imagine. difficult, right? We, we, so we, we it's, that's what who, that is. Who will care for the caregivers, we often say, yep. right? Um, so jumping back and forth, does panel provide su- supports for like self-care to prevent burnout, things like that for, for folks that are in the field? We have done, so here's what we do do. We, um, we like to bring our members together and other nonprofits to talk about ideas for how self-care can happen. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are not direct providers of that, mm-hmm. but we share ideas because... I mean, that's huge, though. Yeah. That we, says you're, you're not in this alone. We're not in this alone. And in fact, that is one of the primary reasons why people join Pano is so that they're part of this larger network that's right. of nonprofit professionals from all over the Commonwealth. So you're, 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 you're first responder, boots on the ground, doing this work. Mm-hmm. There are people that are there to work with, to prevent burnout, to prevent compassion fatigue, mm-hmm. just to prevent those supports, provide yeah. those supports for you. We really believe that we don't have to be, we on staff don't have to be experts on everything. That's right. Because the people that come into the room with us, i.e. our members and other nonprofit professionals, have the expertise that is needed by other people in the field. Wow. So we're a convener, right? Like bringing people together. That's right. It's power in that. Mm -hmm. We we always say uh, that we are each other's medicine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's real, right? Like healing occurs in authentic relationships Mm -hmm. and within community. And when we restore community... Okay, so back to Anne. So you at the you were at the Red Cross. You wanted to slow down a little bit, and you chose to go to United Way. Yes. <laughs> and I, I laugh. At I that. love that you laugh at that. That is so fun. Because United Way works hard. Yeah, because right? United Way works really hard um, and does good things. Shout out to United Way. Shout out to United mm-hmm. Way. Um, so at United Way, I was on the side of United Way that distributed the funds after they were raised. So I was a community services director. Mm -hmm. I did some community needs research in that role Mm -hmm. as well. So both capturing what are the broader needs in the community and then what will United Way fund over the next few years, right? And then I worked with... So this whole nonprofit thing, this is an art and a science to it. art and a science, understanding systems, understanding people. Mm -hmm. Um, At United Way, I really got to know, talking about my own professional development, I really got to know the broader nonprofit community within Lancaster County. Okay. Got to know a lot of nonprofits, the work that they did. Mm-hmm. 
And having said that, United Way tends to be more focused on human services. Mm -hmm. So I did not get to know the arts community in quite the same way I know it today or other types of community benefit work that are needed to make thriving communities happen. I I give the impression arts are important to you. Arts arts are important to me. Mm -hmm. I have mentioned that a few times. Mm -hmm. You have? Yeah. You want to say a little bit about that? What is it about the art? I it's mean, a, even, a, even your earrings, your necklace, like, <laughs> you're always colorful. Oh, like. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, I think art for me is a place to find the healing that we talked about before. So in a moment of stress or okay. in a moment of trauma, even, I think art is one way to both engage myself. I don't I don't do art for sale, but I do like to draw. So I was going to ask you, what do you do for self-care? It sounds like art is a part of that. Art is a piece of it. Getting away from work, just period, is a is a piece of it. Okay. I like to bike. I'm a, Dude, I'm, a bike? I'm a big. I, I don't mountain bike. I do rails to trails biking. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Th- it's the easy biking, the but right, I love you're it. You're in the right state for that. I know I am. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, so yeah, and I like true. a good glass of wine or a cup of coffee and time with friends. Those are all the things good that matter. Stuff. All the good stuff. The ice cream. Can't do ice cream. Okay. I'm diabetic. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Let's go to Cameron had this song. You know Cameron? The rapper? No. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, Sorry. No. No. <laughs> no one ever knows Cam. Cam had this song. He said, what means the world to you? I'm not a huge mm. Cam fan, but I just love that question. Yeah. What means the world to you? Friends. 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 People that I can count on to be there. In a moment of crisis, or to or to celebrate with, or to figure out what's next for ourselves. That's right. I worked with a interdisciplinary healthcare team uh, with patients that had a lot of admissions into the the health system. We called them super utilizers, right? And the first question I would ask is, "Tell me about your best friend." Hmm. And no one understood it, you know. But that's like one of those social work questions. It's a total social work question. Tell us about your best friend. And what we found was a correlation between the people that said, I don't have friends, I don't trust people, and their hospitalizations versus the ones that could really talk about their best friend. So so tell us about your best friend, Anne. Well, my best friend, and I'm going to, I have a few of them, so I'm lucky. I'm very, I'm very lucky to have a very, uh, a strong network of close friends. In seventh grade, I'll tell you, you can't have a few best friends. You can only have one. Yeah. But now you can have. You can have a number of best (laughs) friends, right? right? That's right. We learned it's not either or thinking anymore. It's not either or. And, (laughs) and, and one friend in many ways can't meet all of our needs because we have different needs in different moments. And sometimes our friends can only be at their best. And be that right because they have their own issues happening. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the things I well, the things I do appreciate about my friends are the ability to call up at really any time and or text to say, "Hey, can we chat? How do we get through? How can I get through this? That's and right. how can I walk with you in the in that moment?" So, so the other question we would ask, we would say, "How many people can you call at two o'clock in the morning when mm. you need help?" And I'm that gonna, speaks to your health care. I'm going to say three. That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. But you have three people that you can call 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. when you need help. That speaks to your health and life outcomes Ooh. is what we found. Um, Lovely. In closing, let's go to call to actions. What are things that you want the listeners to know? We have a very diverse group of listeners. For panel, for the world, mm-hmm. what can our listeners do? So a couple call to actions, I would I would say. Um, if you want to get involved with panel. Uh, and or you know an organization that should get involved with Pano, mm-hmm. um, talk to them about it. Tell them what you heard about on today's podcast. 
go check out our website to see all the services that Pano And the website provides. is? The website is www.pano.org. P-A-N-O.org. P-A-N-O.org. And you can learn about the educational sessions, the uh, consulting work, the help desk, and the advocacy work that Pano does. Mm-hmm. And so if you're involved in a nonprofit in any way, if you're a volunteer, a That's donor, right. a staff member, That's a great. client, wow. uh, talk to the management at your nonprofit, That's whoever great. that might be, and have them consider joining Just Pano. say, have you heard of Pano before? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that, Pano? That, that's amazing. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. And thank you for joining us. This has been exciting. Looking forward to learning more about the work. Looking forward to the conference. I am so excited to have been here, Dr. Batts, and I'm thrilled that you are on our board. So thank you for giving me this opportunity. Hey, and and shout out to Mark for the the recommendation to join the board. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, Mark Aron. Mark Aron. You've been listening to Let's Talk. I'm Dr. Batts. See you next time and be well. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.